Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 25th day of August, 2021. My name, uh, like it or not, that is Nick. Big J is right over here. And we are ready for your Wednesday. Big J has a movie review for you. He watched an HBO Max movie last night starring Denzel Washington, starring Rami Malik, starring Jared Leto. Uh, is there anybody else recognizable in that movie? Recognizable? No, Natalie I don't think Morales so. is in it. I know that much. She plays one of the cops. But that may be the extent of it, although it has been a long time since I've watched it. I want certainly, to say it's February. featured uh, those four heavily. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which was the fourth one again? Uh, oh, I guess three of them. There you go. Just the three of us. Uh, you sure you watched the movie? Yeah. Okay. Just the three of us, he said. So uh, that's going to be happening today. We'll see if you liked it at all. Plus, we have ourselves a chance for you to check out Seether VIP style at X Day at the Fair, which is coming up in just two days, Big J. Two days from X Day at the Fair. That should be a fantastic evening. You're invited to join us and have a good time. Adam's going to be out broadcasting live his afternoon show out there at the fair. So you can swing on by and say hello if you'd like to do that. While you're waiting for Seether to take the grandstand stage, it's going to be a fun time. That much is true. We'll have your Cypress Hill tickets today as well, so it should be a decent, decent Wednesday. Plus, our We're Going to Hell story is one of our favorite topics. Uh, I'll just tease you with that. We have talked about this kind of thing for years, and now we get to talk about it again, which is always fun. Proving that things never change. I guess is what it boils down to. Things never change. Uh, so let's get started, shall we? Well, things we'll start things off with some red hot chili peppers. Give it away. Kicks off the morning after with Nick and Big J here on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online. 24-7 at AdvocatesLaw.com. You deserve an advocate. School officially begins tomorrow for the West Ada School District, the Gem State's biggest school district. But last night, late last night, as a matter of fact, there was a pretty big school district meeting where they decided to once again change the face mask policy heading into the school year. Large group of people showed up, of course, as they always do about these things. But as of 10 p.m. last night... They were still giving kind of like their opinions on this whole thing. Uh, it wasn't until around 11 o'clock last night that the school board actually came to a vote. But the meeting began with statistics and recommendations given by Dr. Jim Souza and Dr. Kenny Bramwell, two doctors from St. Luke's. The doctors did recommend a face mask mandate for students and staff. Uh, Superintendent Dr. Derek Bubb also shared his recommendation and a preference for a face mask recommendation. And so when the vote came down... It ended up being 3-2, to two. and here's what's happening. The face mask requirement is passed for all students, K-12, to and staff, uh, but parents do have an opt-out option, meaning they can fill out a form that says they don't want their kid wearing a mask. Uh, either way, now all the students and staff in the district's kindergarten to through 12th grade schools will be required to wear a mask, and parents can turn in that form to opt their child or children out of the policy. There you have it. That's how this is going to go going into the school year. As we have stories of school districts already all over the country having issues with the Delta variant and, you know, having a bunch of kids that aren't old enough to be vaccinated all in one space 
all at the same time, causing issues. So hopefully this ends up being a help. I don't know. I mean, you know, my kids go back to school tomorrow and I'm not over the moon about it. I'll be perfectly honest. But we will see how this all comes together. And uh, I certainly hope for everybody's safety and health as we get started here in the new school year. Big J, we have a trade in the NFL. Do you care? Uh, Well, yeah, of course. Sony Michelle was traded to the Rams early, early this morning. Knowing the Patriots have a bulk of running backs, they have decided to part ways with him. The Rams have, uh, of course, Cam Akers done for the year already, and uh, Daryl Henderson, Henderson, their, their, I guess, preventive or preemptive starting running back, uh, hurt his thumb yesterday, so they need running backs. So they're trading two late conditional round draft picks to the Patriots for this particular running back, which is crazy when you think about it because, you know, number one, Sony Michelle, I feel, has been fairly underutilized, but when he's had the chance to play, he's been pretty good for the Patriots, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, that's, I think, apropos. There, there's uh, They can get something for him. They have plenty of running backs who, you know, to crapshoot with the running backs for because the, they platoon them constantly. I know, so, that's, but here's my point. My point is, Sony Michelle is a former first-round pick. Yeah, no, it's a and great he's deal. still on for, his rookie deal. It's a great deal for the Rams. It is, and it feels like the Patriots, I mean, this is, again, uh, the reason why people talk about how it's silly if you take a running back early in the draft. Because, you know, it, it just it's rare that they pay off for you. And here we are, a first-round pick that, by all accounts, I think people would say, well, he's not a superstar. He certainly has been productive. Has yeah. he been worth the first-round pick? I don't know about that. Well, they certainly didn't utilize him like a first-round pick running back. But now we've got a guy who's been productive, good at his job, easily on the team, going for a two seventh-round picks. A former first-round pick three years ago. The same year Saquon Barkley came out. That's crazy. It's crazy. It just it just goes to show you how devalued the running back position has become in the NFL. That's my point. It's not a, a attack on Sony Michelle or the Patriots. Rams, yes, definitely got a good deal, but it's just crazy how a first round pick that's good at his job can go for two seventh round picks just three years later. Still not making a whole hell of a lot of money, which is crazy too. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles are terrible at baseball. They were beaten by the Los Angeles Angels last night, fourteen to eight. Uh, It's their 19th straight loss. That is Major League Baseball's longest losing streak since 2005. That's right around the time you were still paying attention to baseball. The all-time record is 23 straight by the 1961 Philadelphia Phillies. So they've got a ways to go. Well, four games to go technically before they actually break or tie that record. But they may get there because the Orioles aren't even close in any of these games. Apparently, people aren't that mad at Nicole Kidman, Big J, because they are doing her a favor by streaming her new show called Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu. The show drew the most viewers ever of a Hulu original. That beat out The Handmaid's Tale. No hard numbers were released, but Hulu's letting everybody know that they've got themselves a pretty big hit on their hands with Nine Perfect Strangers. Uh, Melissa McCarthy's also in the show. It's got a pretty big cast of people that at least you probably recognize the faces of. So Hulu's done a good job casting, and I guess it paid off for them in viewers because people are enjoying it. I, however, am not. Rest in peace to Charlie Watts. That's your Send Nude Song of the Day, Rolling Stone, Sympathy for the Devil, chosen by you here on 100.3 The X-Rocks, the morning after with Nick and Big J. Right around this time yesterday, chosen by Big J was a movie for a little thing called Streaming Dumbass. It is called The Little Ones, or Little Things, I should say. It is on HBO Max. Big J, tell us all about it. Yeah, uh, stars Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, and uh, Rami Malek. And, uh, you know, this... uh 
is a, I, I guess you can call it a, <clears throat> a thriller whodunit. Uh, Denzel Washington uh, is uh, a uh, sheriff deputy from a county up north in California who once was an L.A. Uh, homicide detective. And, of course, uh, he uh, has to return to L.A. to uh, to pick up some evidence for a case that involves something that uh, his county is, is in. And so he goes. But, you know, you can kind of get, get the idea right away that, you know, he's not thrilled about doing this. And um, he, uh, as you come to find out, he's he's got, I don't want to say a checkered pass, but a rough past with the, uh, the the agency in which he left. And so that kind of leads you to some of the story here. Uh, I'll say this, uh, it, it's at the beginning of this anyways, and through to most of the part, I kind of got like a first season, a true detective vibe from it a little bit. You know, uh, I've, I've seen it compared a little bit to seven. Uh, in some regards, just with uh, the way that the, uh, you know, just the in-depthness of which there's an investigation here because he gets wrapped up in a, in a crime that uh, he uh, was was trying to solve when he was an L.A. homicide detective. And Rami Malek plays the new, you know, hot detective and uh, they become friends and uh, develop a, a relationship and he's kind of helping him out on the case. So you get great performances, man. I mean, Denzel, Rami, uh, and Jared Leto in particular, who, you know, put on some weight for this maybe. I mean, he's got a dad bod, a pot belly, and he walks weird uh, and probably spent six months beforehand being weird. Yeah. Uh, He's probably insufferable during this. Yeah, I would have to say uh, that's the case. And, you know, but I mean, it makes for a great performance. And so uh, that's what you get with this movie. It's slow moving. And it makes the two hours plus time feel like it's four hours. So it's a very slow movie. And I enjoyed most of it up until uh, you get to the end. And, you know, Nick, I'm sure you probably guessed right away how I'd feel about this movie. And uh, the ending made me hate it. Maybe hate it in every way, shape, or form. Uh, because you go through all that. And unlike Seven, there's no payoff at the end of this movie. Uh, absolutely none at all. Well, there it, is a payoff. It's just not the one yeah, that you're looking it, for. It's, but it doesn't, you know. It, there's definitely it, an ending to the story. There's an sure. ending to the story, but it almost has no relation to what they've been working on through this whole thing. And unless you want to get into the nuances of uh, being a homicide detective, uh, etc. And so I won't ruin the movie because it, it takes a real hard left turn. And uh, left me deeply unsatisfied, and, and, and to a certain point, even confused. Nick, I had to I this morning here look up and see what I missed <laughs> because I, I, there was. It's called the little things, and the whole point of it is that the the little things in the case that you miss will, will either help you solve them or not solve them. Right. And uh, you know, you, if you you blinked and you missed something, you there's a part of the movie at the end that you'd be like, huh? What what am I? What what happened? What, what happened? I don't understand what happened. And so uh, I realized uh, that I missed something. Thing and uh, but but yeah, it's just like ugh. yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the movie either. Uh, I thought it was uh, you know I, I I thought I agree with you. I I, I didn't think that the uh, the payoff was worth the entire trip that we it took. Was so slow, well, it well, took forever. It did. I also didn't buy the whole relationship between Denzel Washington and Rami Malek. I, I, I'm starting to think I while I respect him, I don't think Rami Malek has much charisma. 
And so, therefore, I have Except a hard time... Except for his weird, strange look. Like, he's a weird-looking dude. Like, I believe him as an intense dude. I don't know if I believe him as a guy trying to look for help in a detective... Or a hotshot detective. A hotshot anything, I guess. Yeah. Is where I... I just think he was miscast. While he may be talented, I just don't know if I bought him as this big, badass, you know, high-personality detective. Because I just don't think he's got it. But, uh, you know, I certainly uh, respect the talent that is involved in this story. But I agree. It was... Uh, it was a rough movie to get through. And while the performances were good, I think Jared Leto and Denzel knock it out of the park. I still don't think it's worth a watch. Did you not Big J approve? No, no way. All right. <laughs> it's wouldn't. been on HBO Max for a while. So if you haven't watched it by now, maybe you won't. But you're not missing a whole hell of a lot if you don't. Yeah, unless you want to watch something for two hours and then being uh, irritated at the end. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. Let, it, it's not a feel good movie. I'll put it that way. Uh, that's for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your streaming dumbass review. Stuff. On Morning After with Nick and Big J. Brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You, you deserve an advocate. Big J, it may not be all the rage now, but for a while, everybody... And I mean even you, and maybe you still do, monitored your steps. Had to get your steps in. Remember you had a Fitbit? Well, I never uh, tried to get them in. No, but you would monitor them sometimes. Yes. A lot of people had their passion about getting their steps in. And, you know, uh, the goal had always been 10,000 steps a day. Uh, And now, as, you know, science has advanced, and so has, you know, the amount of research that we've done on this particular thing, uh, they say that, you know what? Uh, steps don't so much matter as much anymore. They're just pretty much an arbitrary measurement. Uh, And you know what? You don't need your 10,000 steps. One thing that you want to pay attention to is minutes moved on that same app. That is the thing that's actually important. So that, yeah, you know what? If you're walking a whole bunch for just like 45 minutes and get in your steps, that's fine and good and better than not. But it's not the actual thing that's going to make as much difference the young son hero is actually moving around in more time than being sedentary you know what i mean right so uh if you do that you learn about your body your joint health where weaknesses may lie something that may not necessarily be highlighted by just by achieving a daily step goal alone so stress minutes moved instead now a daily step count goal isn't bad but the main goal should really be not to be sedentary and to actually stay consistent and to move around and be up and around and, you know, active as much as you can be. As opposed to just sitting around and going, well, you know what? I got my 10,000 steps in today. What do you want from me? I get to hang around and do nothing and sit on my couch for 10 hours. So think about it, won't you? Next time you're doing that kind of stuff, if you're still measuring... constant movement. If you're still measuring that stuff, that's the way to go. Not necessarily constant, but at least consistent. Big Ten ACC Pac-12 announced an alliance yesterday. We all know how those work out in Survivor, and maybe, just maybe, they're trying to create stability in college sports less than a month after the SEC poached the Big 12 and got Texas and Oklahoma from the Big 12. The commissioners from the Big Ten ACC and Pac-12 pledged to collaborate on a range of issues and committed members playing more football and basketball games against each other. They also suggested they won't be poaching each other's schools. So there's that. Uh, but then again, I mean, I can't imagine there's a whole lot of schools in those that a bunch of conferences are happy for. I think the SEC is going to be pretty happy with what they've got now going forward. Now, what they do 
with the rest of it, I don't know. I mean, you know, the have-nots in the SEC is still pretty big. Like, Vanderbilt's a joke. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess the schools just happen to be along for the ride, but college sports is going to be a mess for a little while until we get rid of what, Big J? The NCAA. Correct. Arizona Dimebacks pitcher Caleb Smith was suspended for 10 games yesterday and fined an undisclosed amount because he had a foreign substance on his glove during a game last week against the Phillies. He had his glove taken and came off the field in the eighth inning and then was ejected. The suspension is the second of a pitcher this season under their new crackdown of their use of sticky substances to better grip the ball. Smith is appealing his suspension, so we'll see what ends up happening there. In the That was a really weird story that I saw late last night. Spencer Eldon, who is a name that you probably don't recognize, but you're familiar with the man because he was the little baby that was featured on the uh, cover of Nevermind's album by Nirvana. Oh, the little baby. He's now suing the band, Big J for child pornography because on the album you could actually see his little baby jump so this is now 30 years after the album was released uh he is suing kurt cobain's estate for the money according to the suit i mean he's not suing for very much he wants at least one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. uh he is saying that uh, because he was a baby he couldn't consent to his image being used on the album because he was only four months old he also said that his legal guardians didn't consent to it either, but they have paperwork saying that they did. So I don't think this lawsuit is going to go very far. Well, according to him, they said that there was always supposed to be something covering his uh, little baby stuff. Right. And there were on some album covers, but not all. Uh, either way, uh, apparently uh, Kurt, Dave Grohl, and the rest of the band failed to protect and prevent him from being sexually exploited, he says. And he has suffered lifelong damages because of it. Now, listen, uh, while I don't necessarily disagree with that, because, I mean, you know, the only thing he's ever been known for is being the naked baby on the Nevermind cover. Uh, I, I'm not, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we're past the statute of limitations on whatever this is. It has been 30 years. And, by the way, don't forget, Dude has done tons of interviews about being the baby on the cover of that album. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, the only time you ever heard of him is because it's like, oh, look, the baby from Nevermind is now 15. He's now 20. He's now 25. He's now 30. You know what I mean? And so. Yeah. He, oh, look, he's hanging out at the uh, NAM convention. What no, is, I'm the, the rock convention. Yeah. NAM? The North American, whatever we all the musicians go to. Is it, was he hanging out there? I uh, know. I'm just saying, like, he's going to conventions, you right, know, as right. the little baby from the cover of the album. So it, it, it's weird, but. I don't know. But I don't. also, just give the guy $150,000 to shut him up. Like, that's a drop in the bucket compared to how much money both of those estates have. Uh, I suppose. But the other part of it is maybe if you have the paperwork that you ha that you say you have, you don't deserve to give this guy anything. And and it's weird that he's bad-mouthing you over something that he has publicized for the last 30 years. Is also strange. I mean, I understand what you're saying. It is a drop in the bucket, but also, like, I mean, should you pay money that you don't have to pay just because? Sometimes. Oh. Well, if they're going to say you're a, you're a pornographer. That's good to know. Well, yeah, but I mean, that, that, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird story, a weird situation. Uh, either way, I'm sure it'll be played out in the courts or not. They're <laughs> going to Belgium for a really weird story, Big J. Oh, man, Waffle Land. The Antwerp Zoo is where we'll find ourselves in Belgium, to be specific. And there is a woman named Andy Timmermans. And Andy has officially been banned from visiting the Antwerp Zoo. No longer allowed to go in. Oh, no. And it's for the strangest reason that maybe you could probably think of. 
Andy has formed a relationship with one of the chimps there at the zoo. A chimp named Cheetah. Uh, and it is... Uh, listen, uh, it's not like one where they've actually been in contact with one another. Okay, so I'll put it that way. But it's still really, really strange. Like, she calls the chimpanzee her boyfriend. Which should already put up some sort of red flag. Right, that's a little weird. You go, hey, 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 hey. We don't say things like that. But the chimpanzee is very clearly a fan of Andy because every time she comes to the zoo, she goes up to like the glass partition and he comes running from wherever he is to come say hello to her. And they have formed very clearly a bond, right? But here's what's happened now. It's become bad for the chimpanzee because basically he's now excluded by his peers and has to spend the time when she is not at the zoo, which ranged anywhere from 8 to 10 hours a day on the regular. Oh, my God. All by himself. And so they're like, hey, listen, the other the other chimpanzees are like, man, this dude would rather spend some time with this lady than hang out with us and be part of the pack, so bleep him, you know? And so that's not good for the animal. So the zoo is like, hey, listen, you can't come in here anymore. The, the other animals are treating him like garbage because of you. You get it? And so she's no longer allowed to visit her boyfriend, and she's very upset about it. Well, the whole thing is sad. <laughs> I mean, it's just sad that this chimp cheetah, first of all, he's named after another animal. It's spelled different, though. C-H-I-T-A. Either way. Could mean something else in Belgium, for all I know. And, and, and that, you know, I mean, obviously, she's got some sort of Sigourney Weaver, gorillas in the mist kind of thing going on with this chimp. Well, hang on. Now you're saying that Jane Goodall has weird stuff happening with you. And uh, and there's like this system, this caste system that the chimps have. Yeah. It's also sad and also concerning that they have a system at all. Yeah, but it's true. That, and that's well documented that, that chimps do have this stuff. And it's been researched that if there's been a chimpanzee that's had too much contact with humans, that he will likely never be able or she would never be able to socialize with a group of other chimpanzees because they just are different. It's things. an unrequited love. Yeah, yeah. Now, Cheetah is, is 38 years old, so it's he's been on this earth for a while and was also kind of been around humans more than some of the other chimpanzees, which is why they think this bond formed so quickly and wow. became such a big deal. But there's, like, video footage of the two just, like, hanging out by the glass and they're, like, kissing each other in the glass. It's oh uncomfortable to watch. Ugh. Guys. And so, you know, it, She it's, would totally do that, Jim. It's very strange to see a woman who I would put her conservatively in her 50s, maybe in her 60s, that is, you know, hanging out at a zoo for eight to ten hours so that she can visit an animal that she calls her boyfriend. There's a lot going on here, guys. And there, she's very emotional about it. She's on camera crying about the fact that she can't go to the zoo anymore. It's, it's not good. And the chimp is down, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just a no-win situation here. Now, they're hoping, the zoo is anyway, is hoping that eventually over a few weeks that when this woman doesn't show up anymore, the chimpanzees would be like, oh, okay, this guy seems cool now. And he can be part of the group again. But they don't know, and neither does any of the zookeepers. So we'll see. We'll see. Because when an animal becomes too focused on people, it becomes less respected by its peers. And so the idea is for Cheetah to be a chimpanzee as much as possible. And if you're wondering how this relationship started, Big J, it started with Andy just coming up to the glass and then mimicking chimpanzee moves and going like, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, and stuff. And that also seems sad to me. Yeah. 
And then that's how this whole relationship started. So the chimpanzee probably thinks that she's a chimpanzee. And now we're messing with animals' heads. I don't like any of it. None of it. It's terrible. Don't form boyfriend-girlfriend relationships with animals at the zoo. Project X! I don't know how many times I gotta tell you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the x Rock. Hey, Treasure Valley, Grant Peterson Jr. of Bronco Motors Nissan. I... System of a Down and Aerials here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. I want to preface this by saying I know that these things aren't going to be on the market forever, and I know they'll be snatched up fairly quickly, but that doesn't mean I understand it. Because unless you haven't uh, heard, Tony Hawk is a fairly famous uh, skateboarder. Yes, Big J? Yeah, so famous people recognize him all the time, but don't think it's really him. Exactly. And he has teamed up with one of your favorite products, which is Liquid Death, the canned water. And they are putting together Enjoy liquid death. A, uh, a new line of skateboards that feature Tony Hawk's blood. It's a blood-infused skateboard that they have done with Liquid Death that is called the Thirst Executioner, they're calling the board. It's a character set, character set against a blood-red-black background, and then the color, of course, was created by taking a vial of Hawk's actual blood and then mixing it in with red paint. The company claims that the process ensures that there is a piece of Tony's DNA in every board, uh. which is a really weird selling point. Uh, but this is not the first time that pop culture icons have done this. If you remember, Stan Lee did some stuff like this before he passed, where like some of the comic books that he had put together, the very special like Stan Lee edition, some of the red ink was done with his blood, which is weird. It's all so very weird. I don't know if that makes us feel closer to our idols or people that we feel uh, have played a big part in our lives, or it just makes us creepy. But either way, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. I know that. Hey man, uh, yeah, it is. It is really creepy, but um, you know they'll always be with us that way. Maybe as long as you hold Stanley on to the board, will be anyway. in that in that uh, that comic book forever. And Tony Hawk, I guess, on that skateboard. Uh, but I still think that you know selling something that's got a piece of your DNA in every board is a weird tagline. Yeah, and that it's like, what's the approach to Tony Hawk on that? Like, listen, hey, we got an idea. We want you to we want you to give us a bunch of your blood. <laughs> And we're going to put it in some skate decks. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, sure. hey, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm all in. Show me the money. Yeah, and that's really what it boils down to. I'm, I know this will be a limited line. I know these boards will be very expensive. And I also know they'll probably sell out. No doubt about it. I just he think... buys them all himself because he doesn't want his DNA out there. <laughs> yeah. It's a really weird way to go about cloning Tony Hawk, I guess is my point. But they will be available soon. Uh, you can check them out on Tony. The making of on Tony Hawk's website is already uh, very interesting. But you can check out the boards very, very soon. No price point yet how much they will be. But I'm guessing they won't be cheap. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh, yeah. And important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online. 24-7 at AdvocatesLaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Something really cool is happening. Unfortunately, it's not happening in the Treasure Valley, but it's still cool enough that we should talk about it. 
and it kind of has a Treasure Valley tie-in a little bit. Uh, Boise is a growing city. The Treasure Valley is a growing marketplace. There's a lot of things happening here that have been happening in big cities, but we still have a little bit of catching up to do. For instance, uh, we have Uber and we have Lyft, but we don't have Uber XL and Lyft XL just yet, right? And uh, if you've ever been to a larger city or traveled with a lot of people, you're familiar with the concept. Basically, it is a larger vehicle for you to, you know, go on whatever kind of trip you're going on with a bunch of people. So it's like a larger SUV kind of a thing. And so right now, if you've got like seven people, ten people that you're traveling with, you're going to have to double it up. But in other places, they have Lyft, F Lyft XLs and Uber XLs. And one of the things that was an Uber and Lyft XL this week was the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile, dude. Oh. The Oscar Mayer people decided that it would be funny to have it available on the Lyft and Uber apps this week, but they only did it in places like New York and Chicago and Los Angeles and Atlanta. But if you still happen to be going to those cities maybe this weekend, you can request a Lyft XL, and you could be matched with the 27-foot hot dog instead. Now, you won't know if the Wienermobile is coming until it gets there, which is part of the fun, of course. Uh, but uh, they'll call and tell you, okay, how many people are in your group? And then the lucky riders will also get a bunch of free Oscar Mayer swag that go along with it. You know, like t-shirts and weenie whistles and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and also the, the, the Oscar Mayer people are donating the ride. So the, the people that get surprised with the Wiener Mobile won't have to pay for their ride to wherever they're going, which is also very cool. I'll tell you why, it might not be the most comfortable ride. No, no, you've been inside of it. And it's not exactly, uh, you know, passenger friendly. Yeah, it's not the lap of luxury. No, but it would be fun and cool to show up in it. And the Wienermobile was in town not too long ago, I think last week. But, yeah. You know, it's not a surprise that they, the Oscar Mayer has a fleet of these Wienermobiles across the country. The the one that was here is, you know, not there's the plenty same of one. them. Yes, there's plenty of them. There's one in each one of those four cities this weekend, as a matter of fact. So uh, there's several of them all across the country, but a cool little promotion that they're doing. And it might be neat if you actually got a ride in the Wienermobile. Baltimore Orioles lost their 19th straight game last night. Uh, they are going for the record of 23 straight by the 61 Phillies. We'll see if they get there, but they already have Major League Baseball's longest losing streak since 2005, and they're not even close in any of these games. So we'll see what ends up happening here, but the Orioles are bad. Sony Michelle is headed from the Patriots to the Rams. In a deal, they get the former first-round running back for a couple of conditional late-round draft picks in 2022. So Sony Michelle has a new home. The Rams have some running back issues with one running back out for the year and another one got injured in practice yesterday. So they are looking to beef up their running back uh, room and they got a chance to get a former first rounder that's been pretty productive for the Patriots. So we'll see how it works out for him there. And in a dream come true, although technically you can already see them uh, in plenty of things together, uh, Jason Momoa was on the Late Late Show Monday and said that he and Dave Bautista are working on a buddy cop film together. He said that they started texting each other back and forth. The next thing you know, they're like, hey, listen, uh, we should do a buddy cop film. And they love each other. And they're like, yeah, OK, let's do it. And now they want to do it in Hawaii. So we know that much. And so now they have an idea and it's off to the races. But uh, those two are already in a couple of things together. You can see them in the Apple Plus series called C. And then they're also going to be in the upcoming Dune movie together as well but this one appears to be a little bit more fun based buddy comedy which will be interesting i think they have to make it meta because you know buddy comp films usually are opposites attract and even if you have one big bulky guy usually there's something else that goes along with it but now we have two adonises basically together well i feel tango and cashy here well, yeah, but even Kurt Russell wasn't huge. He was fine, but he wasn't like, you know, Sylvester Stallone big. These two look like professional wrestlers. 
there's a difference, I think. I mean, they're both buff as hell. And they both are mostly shirtless in every job they have. And so that, I think, is a little bit different. But uh, And even with Tango and Cash, Sly Stallone was off, you know, brand in that particular one. He was the goofy, nerdy one. But still, it was fun. And I feel like it could be a really fun meta kind of comedy if they put it together. Like maybe, you know, Dave Bautista and Jason Momoa are cops and then they have to go undercover in like a wrestling thing. And they have to be undercover wrestlers to I break think, up a steroid. I don't think is going on that down that road. ring or something. But I mean, you know, usually you don't see two mountains of men working together and have to believe them as anything other than what they are. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I'm all in. I like it. You? Yeah, definitely. All right. So keep doing with it. Although I have not seen C. Have you? You've got Apple Plus. I, I no, I I haven't logged into Apple Plus for for like eight months. Did you so. even know it existed? Yeah, okay. but I haven't seen. I have not seen it. But you are interested in Dune, is that correct? Oh yeah. All right. So uh, we'll see them together on the big screen. Although I don't know how much they they you know work with each other in the movie. Either way, they're both in that one. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and here's a chance we're gonna get you set up with tickets to the Western Idaho Fair, which is ongoing right now, and of course, Friday. Seether going to be in town, and that is going to be a lot of fun, especially if you enjoy, you know, little sound check parties, because we're going to get you there as well. VIP tickets uh, for the Seether event. You get in a little early, watch sound check. Going to be a lot of fun. You just need to beat me at Pop Culture Smackdown to get all that stuff. All right, here's our phone number 208 287 1003. If you think you got what it takes to take on Big J and Pop Culture Smackdown and win this Seether prize package, now will be the time to get on the phone. I wish everybody good luck to the phones we go. Let's get ourselves a contestant. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? This is Lanny. All right, Lanny, you're up first. Lanny, Vince McMahon lost a loser must shave his head match to what celebrity at a WrestleMania? Was it Kid Rock, Steven Seagal, or Donald Trump? Hmm. What was that? Who, Who were the options? Uh, Kid Rock, Steven Seagal, or Donald Trump? Hmm. I'd have to guess Steven Seagal. Wrong. It is not Steven Seagal, but thank you very much for trying. Hello, Sorry. The Good morning. Hello? Hey, man. Uh, so Vince McMahon lost a loser must shave his head match <laughs> to what celebrity? Kid Rock, Steven Seagal, Donald. or Donald Trump? Donald Trump. Right. That's correct. Before he was president. Big J, Melissa McCarthy started in 1999, but didn't become a star until this breakout 2011 chick flick. Uh, let's go with the heat. Wrong. Oh, bridesmaids. Right. Yep. Bridesmaids came before heat. Uh, and that's what gave Shut her up, brain! the ability to make movies like the heat. Uh, but you knew it. You just picked the wrong movie. Congratulations, man. You got yourself the Seether tickets, and you're going to the soundcheck party on Friday and sitting VIP style at the show. Please hold on one second. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all good to go. Okay, I got I got the, the pop culture Tourette's. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will do a little bit of headlines. Those come next on the X-Rock. <laughs>
on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Coors Banquet and Coors Light. They want to help those who protect our West by donating a portion of all case sales to the Wildland Firefighters Foundation. Look for the acts of participating retailers. So we're going to help protect our West by giving you a chance to win a party for up to 20 people at Section 37 Axe Room. And they're going to stock that up with Coors and an authentic Protect Our West Wildland Firefighter Pulaski Act. So keep listening for your chance to do that. As a matter of fact, your next one coming up on Saturday, 2 to 4 p.m. at the Albertsons on Broadway with the X, so make sure you pop on out there if you want to get in on this fun and give a little bit back as well. Headlines are as follows. Homer would not approve. That's not safe. And why can't I be that lucky? Homer would not approve. A couple decked out in Simpsons fan gear are now facing multiple narcotics charges, Big J. They were pulled over Saturday afternoon in Florida and police found three baggies of pot and a bunch of cocaine as well. Milton Gardner, 36, and Destiny Jackson, 22, were arrested when identical t-shirts featuring Simpsons characters from the animated TV show. They were wearing the same shirt, but they were pulled over about a mile away from Universal Studios Florida, which of course features Simpsons-themed rides and recreations of Springfield landmarks from the show. So they're guessing that maybe they had some fun at the Simpsons land and then decided to uh, grab some cocaine and home. No, not Milton. They They got in trouble. Yeah, Milton. Milton's in trouble. Good old Milton. I haven't met the Milton in a while. That's for sure. And he's 36, so he's not that old. Little baby Milton? That's a weird one. Little baby Milton. That's not safe, or why can't I be that lucky? Why can't I be that lucky? Now listen, uh, nobody's saying it ain't hard work being a farmer. That's for sure. But uh, it is a jackpot when you pull a half-ton sapphire out of the ground while you're digging a well. And then it's pretty incredible being a farmer. A boulder containing about a cluster of 2.5 million carats and star sapphires was unearthed by workmen digging a well in the island of Sri Lanka, uh, a country which, like a diamond, belittles its size in terms of richness. Color pale blue, and the find has been given a name. It's called the Serendipity Sapphire. This farmer found himself $140 million worth of sapphires on his land as he was digging a well. Uh, that, of course, is pending inspections and certification by world experts, but suffice it to say, this dude's not going to be a farmer very much longer. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I mean, that is quite the find. I don't know how far down he had to dig in order to get it. I don't know, you know, if he knew right away what he had found, but a nice $140 million fine on your property. That's like Beverly Hillbillies territory. Good job. Good Black job. Black gold. Yeah. Or in this case, uh, sapphire gold. Wrap it up with That's Not Safe. And here's another reason for you to hate roller coasters, Big J. It has been labeled the world's fastest roller coaster, but it has been suspended because a bunch of people riding it have gotten hurt. It's called the Dugnapa, and it's advertised as being super death speed, and they didn't realize how close it was. It opened in Japan's Fuji-Q Highland theme park, and it launches riders from 0 to 112 miles per hour in just 1.56 seconds. And if you're saying to yourself, boy, that's really fast. It doesn't seem like the human body would take that. You're right. At least six riders have sustained bone fractures in their back after riding it in the last year, four of whom say they've also broken their neck. Park officials were reportedly dumbfounded by the injuries as no other riders have been injured in the, you know, last couple of times it's been open. In 2017, that's when the coaster was renovated and modifications were made to increase its speed from from 106 miles an hour to 112 miles an hour. And that's why they're saying it's weird that this happened in the last year because it's been this speed for the last four years. 
So on Friday, they chose to suspend the ride because of reports of injuries. And so they're trying to figure out why, if this is actually real or people are, you know, lying to get money or what. But either way, that doesn't sound like a good roller coaster. Hey, watch out for your neck bone. I've never enjoyed roller coasters that do that. Like the Superman ride at, uh, at, at the Sydney Park, You mean the California. coasters that try to murder you? Well, the coasters that, that the, 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 the point of the coaster is to go as fast as possible. And it's like they're the ones that are over in six seconds. That's the kind of stuff that I've been like, okay, that's fine. Where you go up or down super fast. None of that stuff really appeals to me. But uh, I also don't want to get my back broken on a roller coaster so call me crazy so it's probably a good idea that they shut that down there's your headlines you're up to date officially on everything <laughs> two days that's when they'll be here at the western idaho fair for x day at the fair that is seether and wasteland here on the morning after with nick and big j on the x rocks and let's talk vegans big j yeah vegans uh those are people who uh don't eat meat or uh, dairy all plant-based, and in case you didn't know. Uh, and a lot of them, Nick, uh, take that very seriously. Uh, there's uh, various reasons to do that. One uh, might be you just uh, believe in the nutrition side of that, or two, uh, it's the animal cruelty version. Either way, a, a new survey here uh, shows that uh, 34% of uh, vegans uh, admitting uh, to slipping up and eating some meat when they're drunk. Drunk meat. Yeah, drunk meat. Uh, seems the lure of those drunken munchies is tough to resist. And uh, here's the even more striking thing. 69% of those who do uh, take part in that uh, vegan uh, until drunk situation said they keep that uh, secret. They don't tell anybody that they did it. Of course. That's, that's, that's what shame does to you. That makes sense. I mean, shame. You, of course you feel shame after you wake up with, like, jack-in-the-box on your breath. And you don't know what happened, and you you don't remember what happened the night before. But you wake you know, up and you're like, "Oh man, that butter burger was so good." <laughs> you know there was a jumbo jack involved, and you're just like, "Oh no, what happened? That's not my lifestyle." Oh my god. Yeah, but that's also what you get for being all uh, uppity about uh, your your lifestyle uh, as well. Um, and and so uh, there is a there is a new uh, terminology out there for uh, those who uh, are. Um, you know, wanting to eat a healthier lifestyle, but aren't quite wanting to commit 100% to uh, the whole uh, vegan thing. Vegan they're called thing. vegetarians. No, uh, they're, yeah, well, yes, vegetarians, you're right, but they, there's another term here. Now I can't find the damn it. Damn well, listen, it. we're always prepared. Here. Damn it. This is the whole reason Big J wanted to talk about it. No, I wanted to talk about how vegans <laughs> slip up when they're drunk and they're, uh, a good portion of them are eating meat. Yeah, I mean, listen, not all vegans are in your face about it, but it seems like everyone is, of course. But the other part of it is nobody becomes a vegan because meat doesn't taste good. You know what I mean? And so that's part of it, too. I think especially if you're somebody that had eaten meat before and then you've become vegan, every once in a while getting those, like, uh, memories, never a bad thing. Probably hard to resist. And right. when the, the inhibitions come and they get lowered down because of alcohol, then even less hard to resist. Uh, the term I was looking for is flexitarian, and that's uh, folks who want to reduce the amount of meat that they're eating, but not all of it. Okay. All right. Flexitarian. <laughs> Got to have a term. How about I'm just eating less meat, guys. Thanks. Yeah, you're a flexitarian. Uh, but... Were you a flexitarian or you were full vegan when you meant vegan, right? Yeah, when I went vegan, I was vegan. And uh, and now I, I would say, uh, you know, I, I attempt to here recently do my best to be flexitarian. Yeah. 
that doesn't mean much of anything though. <laughs> when you're attempting to no, maybe means, do your uh, best, I'm trying not to eat as much meat and in in uh, trying to lean more towards the plant based stuff right. uh, more often than not. But you know, I'm not going to give up meat. Jeez. No, you had carne asada just last night. Yeah. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Tell everybody. Well, what is that? Are you shamed? I feel by shamed. It? Yeah. You're shamed by your carne asada. Yeah. You said it was the best you ever made. Yeah, that was that was off the record. <laughs> okay. Keep it straight, pal. We got your bad impressions. They are next to the X Rock. After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And it's time to get insane in your brain, be a rock superstar, all of that as <clears throat> uh, the band Cypress Hill and Atmosphere going to be out at the Fort Idaho Center Amphitheater. Uh, that show is taking place tomorrow, and we will get you set up with tickets to it if you can figure out bad impressions. All right, here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call if you'd like to play. Big J's got three clues. They all revolve around a celebrity. If you want to get in on that action, now would be the time to do it so that you can enjoy a concert. Big J, are you ready? Yeah. To the phones we go. Hey. Hello, the X. Hey. Hey, you're up first, man. Good luck. Hey. Whoa. I know Kung Fu. Um, next one. Brody, I'm an FBI agent. Yeah, yeah. Good job, my friend. It definitely <laughs> is. Hang on one second, dude. We'll hook you up with those Cypress Hill tickets for tomorrow night at the Fort Idaho Center Amphitheater. Why is Keanu in the news? Oh, you didn't want to hear the last clue? I thought the yeah was. Sorry. No, no, the last clue is, do you keep asking me if I'm back? I guess I'm back. <laughs> and why is he in the news? Just for you, man. Uh, CinemaCon is is going on in Las Vegas. Uh, I thought this uh, was going to be dead because all the theaters were dying, but uh, apparently not. It's happening in Las Vegas. That's where all the movie theaters uh, and the exhibition industry people get together and do their thing. And uh, Warner Brothers, uh, during their panel, had um, some some new footage from Matrix, uh, the fourth movie, and we have a new title now. It's called Matrix Resurrections. Okay. And uh, staying with the R theme, it, it showed there is going to be a trailer, so we'll have that here very soon. Uh, those who saw it claimed that it uh, features Keanu Reeves, Neo, back in some sort of mundane near future world where he uh, was at the beginning of the first movie before he discovered that he was the one. Neil Patrick Harris plays his therapist, and Neo bumps into Carrie Ann Moss's Trinity. Uh, only the two of them vaguely recognize each other, so we'll see. So it's Back supposed to, to be the like, beginning. Okay, so like a memory wipe he doesn't, or maybe he thinks he's crazy that he didn't really experience all these things? It could be, and then we're all going to think we're crazy because did we really experience these things? <laughs> well, maybe that's a great way to undo what the hell happened in 2 and 3. Uh, and so I'm technically all for that. So we will see. You what don't deserve up. to watch this. Movie. We will see what. I, come on, man! I know you. I know you. You like to play the two and three were good movies, but they just weren't. Uh, I had no problem with either they one were of them. Very. There were some really good action scenes in them, but plot wise and and like trying to, it was very convoluted. Three, it, it got very old in, in, in near the end. Uh, in three, I agree, but uh, I I thought there was plenty of great stuff there. Uh, just it just it was too hard to wrap my head around what was going on. All of it was confusing. It doesn't make the first one any less great. It's fantastic, and again. There are some great action set pieces in the last two and three movies, but they just weren't, you know, fun from a plot perspective. Either way, I'm excited for it. CinemaCon, is it just for cinema owners? Uh, yeah, I mean, industry people. Why are they so, showing these jamokes the cool fan stuff? Because like, they're, they're the ones that are... But they're going to carry Matrix 4 no matter what. Well, they know. have to get all jazzed up for it. 
Like they're not. Oh my god, I'm really thinking about not putting I mean, Matrix been, Four in my multiplex. It's been happening for a long time. Bro. It's just we. I know, but usually they save the like exclusive stuff for the fan thing, who actually you know build buzz about a movie. But either way, I'm we excited. We just built buzz, and we didn't go to it. Morning after with Nick Bzz. and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X. Wolfgang Van Halen, don't back down here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to wrap it up for this Wednesday. Big J said thanks, but no thanks to the movie The Little Things. I think we both did. Yeah, but uh, this is your first uh, foray into the movie, and we both had the same problems with it. It's a rough one. It's on HBO Max. You can uh, do it if you want to spend your own time with it, but neither of us thought it was very good, despite the performances in it. It's a two-hour movie that feels six hours long. And, of course, we also uh, reminded you and gave you multiple examples why chimpanzees and humans should not be boyfriend-girlfriend. It's just a whole lot of problems that make things really, really weird. And we talked about mixing our DNA with stuff, which also got <laughs> weird as well. Reminder, weird. you made it weird. If not me. you need a uh, new car do-over or a car do-over, period, check out the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. We can get you started without hurting your credit and get you right into a newer used car of your choice that you can afford and that you like. Check out GoTeamMazda.com. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. I figured it out, Nick, finally how to become a millionaire. Oh, you pick a an item or a device, and then what you do is you invest heavily in that ahead of time, and then you start a viral uh, TikTok uh, using said device, and it will become worth more. Boy, it sounds you make it sound so easy. Yeah, well, uh, milk crates now are going twenty dollars per crate. So good luck trying. To buy. Where do you buy them? At the milk crate store. <laughs> I mean, where do you get milk crates from? I like the last time I saw a milk crate in the wild was I when I worked at a grocery store when I was when I was 14 years old. Yeah, the uh, the the bag boys back there selling the milk crates. Other than that, I've never seen a milk crate anywhere. Not that I grant that I come in contact with them a lot anyway, but it is strange to me how much they're going for, and all because somebody is doing it. And it's not like that thing is new either. Like this is not the first time people have tried to walk on milk crates. It's something that's even old. It's just crazy how stuff catches on. There, you can crazy. buy them on Amazon, dude. It's crazy. You can buy uh, the milk crates on Amazon. Another twenty bucks a pop. Uh, yeah, Jesus. pretty much. Uh, supply and demand, baby. It's the economy that you love. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by IBEW. Are you an Oregon or Oregon State licensed journeyman electrician? IBEW 291 has immediate openings for Idaho and Oregon State licensed electricians. Check out IBEW291.org slash compare for wage benefit information or call 208-343-4861 if you want more information on that. Jason Drew's coming in next. We'll see you guys tomorrow. It's the X-Rock.